Chapter 19, Evil Source. In the last chapter, we again noted this creature in Job 41 called Leviathan, which we're told is the king of the children of pride. As we saw, this creature could talk, had wings, could fly, was invincible, had glowing red eyes, breathed fire and smoke. In other words, was the proverbial dragon. But how bizarre the way, the way Bible believers don't believe in dragons, in spite of that perfect description given right there in the heart of that book. On top of that, we find the word dragon mentioned some 13 times in Scripture, most of those in the New Testament book of Revelation. Many, if not most, Christians have relegated the Old Testament passé, but the fact most mentions of the dragon are in the New Testament flushes that whole argument. But that said, isn't saying we believe in the Bible, that is, it is true, but refuse to accept its proclamation such as, of such things as dragons, just another example of insanity. With the knowledge of the Bible confirming the existence of dragons, let's look at what Revelation 12 shows us. There we have a dragon attempting to devour a baby boy that's about to be born. But after failing in its attempt, it goes after the mother of the woman instead. But just who or what is this dragon? Do the scriptures give us any other clues? Well, they do if we're looking for them, and they reveal an amazing story when strung together. Again, the first and oldest is found in Ezekiel 28. There we find a lament against a perfectly created creature or angel that was corrupted by its beauty and greed. In fact, it may well have been the most beautiful creature ever created. Considering Ezekiel 28 tells us it was in the garden, we can be sure it was the same being that was cast to the earth after the great battle in heaven, recounted in Revelation 12. That battle is no doubt the result of this creature come, becoming so vain and proud, it thought it should have a throne right up with the creators, as we're told in Isaiah 14. Obviously, it, its plan didn't work out so well. Job tells us the earth, and no doubt the solar system called heavens, were originally created perfect, but then obviously were destroyed. We can be sure the destruction of the solar system and earth was due to that great battle where that dragon taking a third of the angels went to war against the archangel Michael and his angels. According to Jeremiah 4, we know the earth and mankind was also destroyed in that battle. Genesis 1 verse 2 also confirms the earth and solar system were destroyed, becoming empty and void. After that battle and the dragon uh, having been thrown to earth, we can be sure it was sporting a monstrous grudge when it showed up in the garden. Naturally, to hit the Creator where it would hurt the most, it went after the apples of the Creator's eye, Adam and Eve. And considering its breathtaking beauty, it no doubt blew Eve's mind. Seeing this creature completely covered in jewels, no doubt made deceiving Eve as easy as a gorilla taking candy from a baby. Now one thing's for sure, it was a, not a talking snake. Again, a snake was this dragon's physical prodigy becoming to became what they became after being cursed to lose their wings and legs to become serpents. Unfortunately, it was the latter definition that st stuck until this day. But again, before the Great War and the dragon being thrown to earth, Ezekiel 28 tells us it was one of the cherubim covering the Creator's throne. Obviously, it had wings and, of course, legs. That said, the real issue is what the dragon did to mankind. Genesis 3 calls it the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Again, tree is simply a metaphor for a powerful being. 
Then when even Adam chose to embrace it or its way of life versus the tree of life, it was a death sentence. Except for a small few, everyone's been dying ever since. But what few understand is this creature was the craftiest of all the angels or beasts along with its cohorts, and has been manipulating and puppeteering humanity ever since. According to the Book of Enoch, some 200 of the dragon's cohorts were allowed to also set themselves up as gods and kings on earth after Eve and Adam's foolish choice. By embracing the dragon and its minions, it literally gave them authority over humanity, which they have been exercising ever since. Honestly, influencing humanity's choices and behavior is a piece of cake for these powerful trans-dimensional beings. But to cut the puppet strings, we have to understand who and what those puppet masters are. Before continuing, it would be advantageous to add a little more to the animal evolution chapter and to investigate some ancient history involving legends and myths. That said, an interesting fact of history is how virtually all ancient civilizations worshipped animals. Again, why was that? As mentioned earlier, considering they apparently lived almost a thousand years, were they really so ignorant and foolish as to lift up the average bovine or dog or horse to divine status? Well, personally, I give them far more credit for being far smarter than that, especially considering the abundance of amazing ancient art architecture and technologies that's been found. Actually, the scriptures in Genesis combined with Enoch explain it for us. We find Genesis 1.26 telling us the animals are created after their kind. But then again, how can something be created after its kind if its kind does not exist first? Well, doing a little digging in the scripture, we discover the angels were created long before mankind, possibly millions of years. Job 38 tells us the angels or stars sang for joy at the creation of earth and mankind. Then we see in Genesis 1 that man and womankind were created after or in the image of the creator kind which is, of course, is humanoid. So if mankind was created after or in the Creator's image, we know the animals were also created after or in the image of the animal angel kind. We have proof of this with the dragon in the garden. Let's not forget how it was called the craftiest of all the beasts. Are the beasts there referenced, not the angelic beast or peers of the dragon? Well, obviously. Then Enoch, along with Genesis 6, adds more to the story by bringing out how 200 angels or beasts left their dimension, their place of watching, to come down to earth and procreate with human women. Plus, we are told they taught humanity all sorts of higher knowledge, much of it destructive. Naturally, these watchers would have been literal gods to humans. That said, and again, how did the animal angels persuade women to have sex with them? Well, one of the Hebrew words is describing these Angel watcher animals, again, is Shinnin. Shinnin means changeable or, or more in a modern, modern vernacular shapeshifter. Due to such ability, an angelic horse, for instance, would present itself to a human woman as a handsome young man. But when the babies began being born, the truth was out. That's the source of the so-called legends and myth of half-animal and half-human creatures, not to mention giants. Not only did the watcher animals set themselves up as kings and gods, but their hybrid offspring as well. In fact, we have Egyptian hieroglyphics showing their worship of two of them at least. Anubis was a human with a jackal's head and Ra, a human with a bird's head. No doubt there are many more. Uh, centaurs, which is a horse with a human torso and head. Satyrs, with a goat body with a man's head. Minotaurs is a human body with a bull's head. Mermaid or merman, 
which is a which is only a small portion of those high-bred creatures. Enoch then goes on to relate how the good watchers, that is Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel, etc., reported to Yahweh to inform him, inform him how these 200 watchers had or were destroying mankind. So Yahweh then instructed them to round up these 200 defective watchers and imprison them in a, a bottomless or dimensional, apparently, pit or prison until being released at a future date, as Revelation 9 tells us. Then the righteous watchers were told to bring a flood to drown all the Nephilim offspring, which they did. That's the great Noahic flood. The problem which the biblical books of Enoch and Jude tell us is these hybrid creatures had immortal souls, which could not return to their parents who were imprisoned in the pit. So they instead wandered the earth in search of bodies to inhabit. We find that in Enoch chapter 15. In fact, that's the origin of reincarnation, literally meaning new meat suit. When the human or animal body of one of these spirits uh, which it has possessed dies, they are off in search of another. That's why so many people have memories of other people, sometimes from a couple thousand years past. They are the memories of past humans these creatures possessed. Obviously, these Nephilim spirits or ghosts have the ability to influence people either directly through possession or indirectly by inducing thoughts. Unfortunately, these spirits have done an incredible job of convincing humanity as a whole. They are not real and are just figments of human imagination. But the bottom line is they are very real and active. And until we can acknowledge that fact, they have, very, they have literal control over humanity. Now that we are in the countdown to the end of this age, uh, we are nearing the release of the parents of these spirits, which apparently, according to Revelation 9, will be released upon the world to do terrible things. Payback is a bitch, it is said. But the Creator tells us He does nothing without first warning or informing His people. That's why this knowledge at this time is being released. Now is a major decision-making time for humanity. But proper decisions cannot be made without proper understanding and knowledge. Unfortunately, these spirits have so dumbed down humanity, we don't know up from down or left from right, let alone right from wrong. The good news, Revelation 12 tells us how the Creator sends His chosen people with the, the wings of a great eagle, which apparently is Michael the archangel, to take them to a place of protection for three and one half years during the worst of the Great Tribulation. During those years, apparently, the nemesis star or solar system has arrived while at the same time, worldwide civil war has erupted. Plus, the worldwide disease epidemic has multiplied in intensity. It seems the New World Order people want to reduce the world population to some 500 million. We saw that on the Georgia Guidestone before they blew them up. Of course, they want their surviving half million to be the best of the best, like Hitler's super race. In fact, that's what the vaccinations are all about, eliminating the weaker genomes so after the great devastation, only the very strong will be left to be the servants and or slaves for the globalists in their new one world order.